yes we're recording okay hello everyone and uh, welcome to the official podcast of the oxford school of padova there we go and today on the show we have um neil and hello, um, hello. and uh, hello neil uh, yeah, neil you're kind of a, a little bit of a stranger to me aren't you yes i've only I mean, met you yeah. twice i think yeah. yeah twice around the uh the brioche table <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> the infamous Priyoshta. Tell us about your association with uh, the Oxford School of Padova then, Neil. Oh, well, it's a, it goes back a long way, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. I came to Italy in 1977, mm-hmm. and I started working at the Oxford School in Treviso. And, um, and I knew about the Oxford School in Padova and the various Oxford schools. And then um, I spent some time in Milan and came back and I was actually director of the Oxford School in Treviso for a mm-hmm. couple of years. Yeah. And I never met the Oxford School people again until 10, 12 years ago when mm-hmm. I started examining for Cambridge. There you go. And, and I was with, uh, with a Treviso group from the British schools in Treviso. Mm-hmm. But um, then uh, somebody mentioned me to Denise. Denise is an old uh, Oxford School director from right. Padova. Okay. And she said, why don't you come along with us? And I preferred working with Padova, mm. with the Treviso group. The Padova was yeah. much better organized. Okay. And, and then I, I relaxed with all the people I knew. There was uh, Philip Panter, who I believe is not so well now. Mm-hmm. But um, all the people I knew from, from the old days. And yeah. then I really really enjoyed examining with Denise and, yeah. and all the new directors. And so that's it. Yeah. That's why I know the Oxford School. So you came to Italy in 1977, Neil? How did you end yeah. up in Italy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a question I often ask. <laughs> Me too. All that happened was this. I was teaching. I just qualified as a teacher. Mm. And I was teaching supply teaching. So I could mm. work week by week. Mm. And I thought before I settle down and become a permanent teacher, I'd like to move around the world a bit. Yeah. And those are the days when people used to hitchhike to Australia and yeah, go to wow. Thailand and so on. But I'm not, I couldn't manage that. Yeah. So I decided I'd get a job. And I looked in the advertisements and there were yeah. jobs in uh, Germany, which I didn't choose because I feel it's too much like Englanders mentality. Mm, yeah, yeah. France, which I'd already visited. Saudi Arabia, which fortunately they said no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was uh, Italy. And I thought, how lovely. Yeah. So I applied for the Oxford School in Italy. Yeah. Came for an interview. I had an interview in London. And they said, by the way, this is for September. This was in March. No, right. The end of February for September. They said, by the way, would you be available in just a couple of weeks? Oh. I said, yeah. Okay, Great. because um, I was a supply teacher. I yeah. had a, a weekly contract. Yeah, you're available. And so they said, okay, there's a place for you in Treviso. Would you prefer okay. Treviso or Udine? And I said, I don't know either of them. <laughs> so it doesn't make any difference to me. Wow. <laughs> that, that, that was, was a it. critical moment then, basically, yeah. Neil. Like you've been and here I ever since. Yes. And I, I sold my motorbike. I sold my wow. record collection. I had a super record collection, wow. which I sold in a place called Brick Lane Market just wow. to get a bit of money. I travelled over. You know, I can't remember That's how incredible. I came over, either by bus or train. I think it was train the first time, but yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Wow, no, that, that's that's fascinating, Neil. And you you, yeah. you you stayed here. Did when you came over and you had your first, I don't know, year or so, did you realise mm. you wanted to stay, or you had yeah. plans? Uh, to, you had ideas year, to move. I didn't. At first, 
I, it was just going to be a holiday, really. I mm. mean, I still say I'm still on holiday. I haven't mm. gone back. Mm. But, um, yeah, I, I didn't re I realised after a while, when did it happen? I don't know. I, I went, I met my now wife in mm. uh, November of that year. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we went well together. Yeah. And um, she came from Castelfranco. So I would <laughs> travel Treviso, Castelfranco. Yeah. And then I, then I decided, well, I'll stay here. Mm. So to get qualifications, I went to Milan mm. to uh, qualification in English as a foreign language. Wow. That was it, really. I realized then that I was going to stay. When you got to Italy, were you, um, were you interested in learning the language from the start? Did it, I mean, I'm assuming you speak Italian pretty well now. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Not, not everybody agrees that I speak it pretty well. Mm. My son says, please excuse my dad. He hasn't been mm. here very long. <laughs> that was... Uh, 40 years now I've been yeah, here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I've got a good range of vocabulary, but yeah. my accent is very English. No, yeah. I didn't know anything when I came and, and I wanted to learn. So I arrived in Venice and mm -hmm. I went into the bar in the station. Yeah. And having looked and said, where are the buses? Because I'd never <laughs> seen a place with <laughs> canals. <laughs> where are the buses? They hover above the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, wow. And um, anyway, I went into the, the the cafe or bar and I said to the guy behind the bar, I said, excuse me, do you speak English? And he kind of mumbled and said, mew, 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 and then pointed back. So, mm. and that meant I don't, but my colleague does. Uh, yeah. And the colleague came out yeah. and I said, do you speak English? He said, yes. I said, could you tell me the Italian for what's the Italian for? <laughs> okay, and so he wrote for me. Come si dice yeah. in Italiano. Yeah. I had this paper. Brilliant. I wandered around the Treviso market, going. Brilliant. Come yeah. si dice questo? And yeah. the fruit and vegetable That's lady. That's a great idea. Melanzane, as yeah. if you know, it's a stupid question. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. But that's how I learned Italian. And the yeah. first, the first month or two, everybody says, "How long have you been here?" And you say, "A month." Wow, your Italian's fantastic. Three months. Yeah, your Italian's quite good. Six yeah. months. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Do, why don't you speak it yet? Yeah. That's a, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I have. Sorry. No. Go ahead, mate. No. Tell me about yourself. About your. Yeah. Well, well, no, I'm just going to say my Italian isn't perfect. I can, I can easily get by, but my grammar is somewhat lacking with conditionals and whatnot. But um, I yeah. picked up the majority of um, my stuff, uh, and I still do, really, in, in the classroom, because I do ask mm. them, how do you say that in yes. Italian? And it, I can just piece vocabulary together. That's how I started. I never sat down and actually studied it. Yeah, I learned lots of it from the, from the classroom, and I've never sat down to actually study it. I've picked it up by yes. ear. Yep. I think what happens is you get to a point where, as you say, you can communicate, you understand, you can do everything. So there's not much incentive mm. to, to push on yeah. and you get by. Yeah. And I've done that That's for a it. long time. Yeah, I think we're on the same level there, Neil. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and seeing as really from the early days, I didn't know if I was staying here. So it wasn't really, there wasn't that incentive to say, oh, yes, I'm going to really work hard on this and because i know this is a place i want to be oh right so yeah. i never i never had that but um yeah, there we go um i was gonna ask you something else new about 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 venice was it when when you got there back in the 70s I'm, I'm assuming it was a lot less busy than it is probably today right i mean the number of tourists would have been 
yeah, yeah. I think so. Is yeah. there, um, I can't remember seeing a particular difference, but yeah, I mm. think so. There wasn't. I mean, when we go today, if I take the children or the grandchildren, then it's you know mm. you, you really do have to struggle to get by. Though you've only got to go twenty meters off the main road, mm. and it's empty. Mm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Venice is. Yeah, uh, 90% empty and 10% very, very crowded. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess the piazzas as well are kind of the busy. Yeah, see, man, if you go go off the beaten track a bit, yeah, I actually got a little book, the equivalent of the London A to Z. Mm. You know, with with mm. every page has got three or four streets. Right. I've got a book of Venice like that. It's yeah. really good. I love oh, it. fabulous. Around. That's lovely, mate. That's lovely. Uh, well, I have to. I guess I have to talk about the fact it's actually Easter, Neil, because this is the Easter yeah. podcast. So, um, for those of you li- listening, we are recording on Easter Monday, which will be Pasquetta, I believe, Neil. Right? Yes. Yeah. And um, let's let's talk about something a bit more, perhaps childish. Uh, Easter eggs, Neil. What What do you mm. think of the Easter egg culture over here and the copious amounts of plastic they use <laughs> <laughs> compared to the UK? Well, I, I, I last um, celebrated Easter in the UK more than 40 years ago. Well, I know I did go over with my, to meet my daughter a few oh, years wow. ago. Yeah. But um, I don't remember um, the egg things very much. Right, okay. It's like a lot of the things I do and know today are Italian. Yeah, because I, sure. I, after I came here, I, start, I had children here. I celebrated the um, religious festivities here so everything i know about that is italian mm. but yeah i i see the egg business mm. is uh, is mm. big is a yeah. big business yeah and my wife likes dark chocolate uh. very difficult to get hold of because yeah people like milk chocolate yeah but this year i bought uh, four little eggs about how long would that be um six centimeters in length yeah. just small eggs modest made, eggs yeah, made yeah. by the local um, person, you know, yes. by uh, a pasticceria, a local yeah. pasticceria. So I had to telephone and ask them to come. Ah, so I went to the window and there I was with my telephone. And she was inside the <laughs> shop with her telephone. Okay, this one, this one. This one. Wow. She got four little eggs and that was it. Oh, but, that's yeah, good. Usually we have one or two eggs. Yeah. They, my family prefers the colomba the um yes i've got one of those i've got the bowley colomba here now yeah. so i'm looking at it now it's, it's staring back at me i've got I've, I, it, it's just the one with almonds on top it's a it's, it's a oh, plain yeah, that's one right. plain one classic that's what it's the classic yeah, yeah yeah that's the best in the uk we have a much bigger focus on the brands don't we oh you probably don't know so well Neil, no. but we have like we have lion like lion bar with mars bar yeah. Uh, we have, you know, whatever, Smarties, Whisper, all these brands you might not even heard of, the guys listening. Yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm okay with Smarties. Yeah. <laughs> Mars bars. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not that old. You're not that old, man. <laughs> yeah. But, um, um, and, and so it's different, and they're, they're a bit smaller than the Italian eggs. <clears throat> um, and you generally have, like, a, you know, the said chocolate bar, one or two of them accompanying the egg when you yes. buy it, and a mug. You get sometimes, well, back in the oh. day, Back in the 90s, I remember when I was little, you got mugs, things like that, uh, with the gift. So I, I think I probably prefer the British Easter egg style. And I'm a little bit adverse to the, to the ridiculous amounts of plastic wrapping they use for yeah. aliens. I mean, it's, it's beautiful if you like plastic, but <laughs> a little bit over 
board, perhaps. It's okay then, guys, it's time for your questions. Let's have a look then, Neil. Um, would, you, would you like to read a question? Have you got something uh, yeah. well, I've that got stands out for you? It's very, very long as yeah. a question. Okay. But my answer is quite short, so that's okay. Okay. And it says this, or one of her questions is, the Queen of England addressed your nation last week yeah. referring to the good-humoured resolve and fellow feeling yeah. as characteristic of the country. It reminded me of a book I read a few years ago, Watching the English, about English behavior and identity, which was full of interesting and hilarious anecdotes. Do you have any stories or anecdote of said Englishness? <laughs> okay. Well, Shadi, um, I don't know if it's hilarious. I, there's a lot <laughs> of things to say about mm. English people, the mm. understatement. Mm. Winston Churchill, if you look in the... Mm. books of quotations you can find lots of mm. unpleasant things which Winston Churchill yeah. <laughs> about humor good humor resolve fellow I know the story I know is during the the blitz yeah. in London when London was being bombed every night by the uh, German airplanes flying over mm, the Luftwaffe were trying to to stay up and one of the shopkeepers put outside his shop open as usual <laughs> and then the next day a bomb <laughs> fell on it <laughs> oh, destroyed it completely so he went back to the wow. shop and put up more open than usual <laughs> brilliant that's so great this is it. you you accept it you say all right on we go this, yeah. this is english yeah. humor it's very understated i think absolutely i think those are that's great. That's great. But unfortunately, I think that kind of bulldog attitude has translated badly into the 21st century, what with Brexit and whatnot, unfortunately, Neil. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. I think it has its charm. It had its charm back in the day. Wartime. Absolutely. Great. And yes, we have a, definitely have a particular humor and attitude. But I'm not. I'm not going to rant about Brexit. This this is not about Brexit. All right then. I won't. I won't, <laughs> I won't take you up on it. That's great. Okay. Shadi asks about Marmite. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love it. She says. So yeah. do I. Yeah. And I struggle to explain its taste to my friends, and I never succeed in making them try it. Well, I can mm. buy Marmite here in a supermarket, and it costs five euros fifty six for a wow. miserable. 125 grams so i Worth wouldn't it. bother to introduce it to my friends no. just keep it for yeah. yourself yes that, yeah if if you're in doubt one thing you could do is try it with pasta if you have marmite with what they call here pasta in bianco you know just oh yeah 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 butter and marmite yeah it's fantastic Good you, God, Neil. I mean, I think you've just cr committed some kind of crime against the Italians <laughs> by saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, my goodness! It's wonderful, and you know, <laughs> a bit of grated cheese on top. Anyway, what I type of cheese? Uh, cheddar. Oh. <laughs> cheddar. Leicester red. No, Leicester yeah. red. That's it. That, that's, that crumbles a lot, doesn't oh, it? Oh yeah, that's it. That's it. And what is the value and meaning of the Commonwealth today? Mm. Are there shared values, advantages, and disadvantages? Mm. Well, this is quite a what they call the infinitivo. Yeah. It? It is. Quite a long question. Hello, what I've said is this. For me, the shared values are democracy. Yeah. The Commonwealth has democracy. Yes. And yeah. the Queen is the head of state in yeah. these countries. Of course. The advantages for me are 
the special relationships with these countries mm. in terms of trade and travel mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and disadvantages as far as i know there aren't because mm. there's no obligation no involved in being a commonwealth no. country the countries themselves are sovereign so yeah. i think I, it's just a, a good uh, association i think um I don't necessarily see any bad in it. It does, it does in a way seem like the British trying to cling on to their empire in a way. Um, I, negatives, I don't know. I mean, like you said, Neil, I think, I, think um, I, 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 I found out that actually some African states, nations, actually willingly have joined the Commonwealth, having never been in the empire back in the oh. day. So uh, there was a few that joined. Um, I can't remember their names. It doesn't seem to me to be. So a, you think it's fairly harmless? Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I think you are. It, yeah. Sorry, Neil. Go gonna, ahead. We're not to talk about Brexit, but if Brexit <laughs> go ahead. ever comes off, yeah. then you know they've got the the British and the mm. Commonwealth have got some links to to work on. Yes. Yes. Have you ever watched the Commonwealth Games, Neil? No. No, no. me neither. Are they even broadcast? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, where do they even take place? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I watched the Olympic Games in 1960 mm. when I was a fan of one of the long-distance runners. I loved mm. that uh, in Rome. Mm -hmm. And then a man called Beruti won the 200 metres. I don't no. know if you've ever seen pictures of it. No, it probably not. Wearing, no. He ran wearing dark glasses. It was fantastic. What a legend. A real <laughs> Italian. That's and the great. temperatures were in 40 degrees. And so oh, my goodness. The year after, the four years later in Tokyo, I started watching it, but I, I don't know, I just lost enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> Since yeah. Then I've never even watched the Olympic Games. Yeah, I, I've taken up reading newspapers. I read sports mm. events and everything in the newspapers. Yeah, that's good. It's always a day late, but yeah. I, I enjoy it. <laughs> oh, that's great. I've, I've never, ever read a newspaper, Neil. I, it just, it's, it's kind of a, maybe a generational thing. I yeah, grew I up with be. I grew up with mum and dad having the Sunday Times delivered to them every Sunday, yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember them reading that. I was too small to yeah. to get well, stuck into a to a well, newspaper. One thing your, your parents may remember mm. is in those days we would. Uh, you go down to the local news agents and you'd mm. buy four or five Sunday newspapers, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. they were about two inches thick. <laughs> a literary section, a sports section, yeah. a music section, art, yeah. and you'd spend Sunday yeah. morning yeah. Uh, with coffee, yeah. tea, whatever, yeah. and lying around perusing. Yeah, perusing through the papers. Mm. the papers. Okay, Arash. okay, Arash. Hello, you've asked. Is it true that the English started putting milk in tea to avoid cracking poor quality china cups by boiling water? Goodness me. Okay. So here, uh, Arish, I cheated. So I, I wrote to Google and I said, Google, why do English people have milk in their tea? And yeah. of course it came up that because they're poor quality china cups, yeah. cracked and so on. <laughs> now, I'm not sure, I don't have much faith in Wikipedia and so on. No. They say, because why would they use milk? Why not just cold water? Yeah, exactly. But whatever it is, the thing that struck me most was, so let's say the answer to your question is, um, well, yes, it seems to be true. Mm. But what I noticed was that in this same page, there's 
why do English people <laughs> yeah. drink warm beer, drive on the left? Oh, yes. <laughs> so on and so on and so on. Yeah. And then I thought, well, you know what the answer is? They're English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Punto. <laughs> and then yeah. there's no problem. Can I, can I just read a poem? Please for... do, mate. All right, here it is. Go ahead. It's called Tea. Okay. I like a nice cup of tea in the morning to start the day you see. And at half past 11, my idea of heaven is a nice cup of tea. I like a nice cup of tea with my dinner. I like a nice cup of tea with my tea. And when it's time for bed, there's a lot to be said for a nice cup of tea. There it is. That's I great. Love, I love the line, I like a nice cup of tea with my tea. Yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> I used to call tea, tea, but now I call it dinner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. It, it, well, it just leads to confusion. Yeah, my parents are Scottish, so they had high tea. High tea. High tea, high tea hey. is, is what people here call supper or dinner. Ah, okay. And we used to call lunch dinner because dinner oh, is right. the main meal of the day. It's not necessarily lunchtime or evening. It's the main meal of the day. Ah. And the last okay. bit here. Go on, go on. Uh, go on, Neil. Arash, Arash pineapple or pineapple pizza? And pizza. Yes, no, or should be criminalised. Here are my <laughs> thoughts on that, which is, where, where is this? Let me get my thoughts together. That's all right, mate. Uh, yeah. Okay, yes, pineapple in pizza. This is, goes along with the other typical English things, which is grilled grapefruit, Ooh. which they, they put the grapefruit under the grill, and the Italians, yeah. yogurt with lentils. And yogurt another very yogurt. English what? thing is, cappuccino after lunch you know when when everybody in italy has their little yeah. espresso coffee the yeah. english get cappuccino that's it Ugh. yeah and uh, so this is very english yeah. and i i wouldn't say i would say yes he says is it okay yes it is because it makes a nice conversation piece um i've only ever had um pineapple on pizza once way back when I was a little boy and I wasn't impressed. I didn't, I, it's not something that goes. No, it's, no. I can understand how the Italians might look down their nose at it. Oh yeah. But it's absolutely, it's a great conversation piece. I mean, look at us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mate, great. Well, um, I'm going to read a question then, Neil, and let's have yeah, a look at it, mate. Uh, let's have a look. One more. We do have a question of the, of the week, Neil, and that person does win a surprise. Yes. I, I yes. saw that last week it was a, uh, or the last, yeah, one, last episode, free, free course at the Oxford School. I know. I know. I it's, a, a, it's a great it's idea. It's a wonderful prize. Yeah. It's a wonderful prize. Um, but I, I, I'll tell my listeners now, it's not always a free course. It's, no. a, it's a surprise. Okay. The free right, course yeah. is offered every now and again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, mate. Let's have a look. Okay, let's, let's look at this. This is Alvise Granata. Mm -hmm. And he says, recently, there has been a lot of talk about climate change with increasing CO2 and hyper greenhouse effect. But it's also true that the earth has moved from very cold periods to hot periods and vice versa. And here is my question. Do you think that the hot periods we are facing are connected to the increase of CO2 or is it just cyclical? Cyclical? Mm. That's how you say it, isn't it? I don't know. Cyclical, cyclical. Cyclical doesn't sound right, does it? No. Nah. Like going on a bike. Cyclical. Yeah. Okay. Um, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, the, so the first thing I wrote for this, do you want to give your answer first? 
well, I, I, I'll, I'll try, Neil. I'll try. I mean, this is yeah. something I have a, a very loose knowledge about. It's a, it's a nice question. I'll try my best. Um, I mean, it's not unknown to us that the world, the planet, goes through dramatic change in, in climate, um, and it has done always and always will. I think the, the crap we're giving out into the atmosphere, CO2, is only speeding it along dramatically. And you only have to read scientific journals, uh, you know, to understand that we're just accelerating the process, I think. And mm. uh, <laughs> we're probably not doing enough to stop it. Well, I've said more or less the same thing. Mm. Started with a very serious question. I'm not a scientist. There yeah, you go. There but you go. my own feeling is it's just cyclical. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me finish though. Okay. In the 18th century, they used to produce wine in England, in the south of England. But then there came this mini ice age yeah. when the Thames froze over. I don't know mm -hmm. if you've ever seen pictures of the Thames. Wow. And wine growing stopped. Uh -huh. And also in France, the, um, the wine growing areas went further south and furthest north they grow wine in France is uh, the Champagne Reims. Mm, beautiful place. Which I call Reims, mm -hmm. which, but the, apparently the French say, <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they, <laughs> they make a noise. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and, um, and today, here we are back in England, there's, um, it's warm enough to make wine to be produced. Wow. And then I've said, however, yeah. Having said that, I still think we should be aware of the dangers of the environmental mm. damage that carbon dioxide and pollutants do. It's what you said. Okay, it is cyclical, but mm. it doesn't mean we can just say, oh, that's all right then. Mm. No, I think you mm. have to... We have to moderate it. it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What can I say, mate? It's, 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 it's cyclical and we're just making it worse. I don't like world leaders like Trump who basically deny the whole thing. Um, I mean, it, I mean it's, it, it's, also, it's also logical. We've got factories all over the planet, in China and America, Northern Europe. And is it not obvious that just pumping CO2 into the atmosphere is, is making things worse? I just don't. I can't understand anyone who would deny the facts, basically. That's it. That's it. Okay. That's all we've got to say. Good. All right, mate. Next question. Do you want to read it? Yes. Well, Julia says, should I shake hands with speak examiners when I enter the test room? My answer is no, because <laughs> the speaking examiners see 22 to 23 people in mm, uh, mm. just a space of a couple yeah. of hours. Yeah. To avoid embarrassment, I just hide my hands because if you... Uh, if somebody goes to shake your hand, it seems a bit rude to refuse. Yes. So I just hide my hands. But there's no rule about it. So yeah. nothing that says in the Cambridge you mustn't. But personally, I don't like it. Yeah, I um, guess I guess it's it's also not a job interview, is it? No, no. You you you're just you're there. You're an examiner, and they're the students. That's so it. It's, That's it's it. The, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. So a lot of students do it. I as I say, I never give my hand and. Mm what happens yeah. the other advice to somebody who is about to do a cambridge speaking exam mm. Alors, this is my advice mm -hmm. which is start talking to yourself a couple of mm. days before you know well here i am in my living room having my pasta yeah. perhaps with marmite and 
eating, you know, and um, this is this is my mother coming in to annoy me. And just keep speaking naturally. Yeah. And this is the way to do it. The I think that's a great way. tip anyway for learning languages, Neil. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just keep yeah. keep going. But this is two days before you, you get into the English way. Yeah. yeah. You know, and yeah, avoid... This full immersion. Full immersion. Marmite pasta. Yeah. Speaking and thinking <laughs> English. Yes, really English, isn't tea. it? Yeah. Well, German would be marmalade with pasta, but we can leave that. Oh. But, um, <laughs> the, uh, and what they should avoid, and I tell all my students, is avoid rehearsed sentences. This is a great yeah. one. Where are you from? I'm from Padova, which is a large town in the northeast of Italy, not yeah. far from Venice, with an easy reach, famous for its piazzas <laughs> and for its churches. Uh, and I live with my mother and my brother and my little dog. <laughs> No, yeah, it's, it's robotic. Where are you from? Padova. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the last one for Julia was, uh, with so many exams now post, what can I do to maintain my current level of English until my exam comes around? Mm. Okay, so there's a maxim for mm -hmm. language learning, which is if you read, you learn to read. If you write, you learn to write, and so on. So here's my advice. Read everything you can. Yeah. textbooks on the internet if you've got english books at home listen to the oxford school podcast so you get yes. some listening first and foremost <laughs> repeat everything you hear to get practice in speaking watch dvds with subtitles yeah great. and for writing i suggest you copy out speeches from shakespeare yeah youtube as well is a great resource for um for, for, for maintaining your skills also for English oh, yeah. lessons really if you have any doubts on grammar there's loads of great teachers on YouTube He's oh go on where, where, where is it Francesco Calderan okay Calderan. go ahead all right sport in particular rugby encourages children to keep going and never give up yeah do you think that sport could represent a way of coming out of the quarantine 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 and reopening <laughs> the country when the COVID-19 virus has passed. passed all right so i imagine mm. that francesco plays rugby since he says yes. in particular rugby yes um yeah i don't know about sport in itself because not everybody plays sport that's but true what i happened to see in the newspaper the other day maybe francesco saw it too there was a big full page announcement with um christian ronaldo mm -hmm. and another one called alessandro del piero mm. by their footballers yes and they use the phrase never give up mm. it's um an appeal by for the crotchy rossa mm -hmm. uh yeah that's so maybe if sports people famous sports people that people love yeah. come on and say come on never give up mm. then um that might be useful yeah and i've got here i've written my little speech which is nadal the tennis player yes nadal yeah. two sets down match point yeah <laughs> against him yeah and then he goes on to win yeah are you a tennis fan Neil? uh yeah, i used to be you used to a bit be like the olympic games <laughs> right yeah, yeah. No, I, I liked it back in the day i don't watch it i don't watch anymore no, but I no i, I like the it. only only sport i watch these days is cycling because i like going on bicycle and i only watch the giro d'italia not the tour de france no no Frank too french for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say neil in regards to the sport I think um, in the time that we have been in quarantine, I think there's been, perhaps I'm thinking there has maybe been a, an increase in um, the desire to do sport. 
because you will see on YouTube or whatever form of media, there are celebrities or just instructors doing their live stream workouts. And I think these things are actually kind of becoming popular. Um, and maybe it will give the people who are not sporty some kind of incentive or a new interest mm. and they will come out of quarantine and, and feel more motivated okay. yeah. and positive. I think, so, yeah. I think it will, I think there will be people coming from this experience yeah, getting I, into I sports. Yeah. Rugby, I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, any sports. Organized sport, but maybe people exercising yeah. more. Yeah, going to the gym. Yeah. yeah. Okay, then. Um, so um, question of the week then, Neil. I guess we, we conferred this off, ca off, off, off camera, so to speak. And we've decided to go with Julia's questions about the um, Cambridge exams because we both agreed that it's very useful and um, helpful. I think, I think Neil provided some good tips there. Thank you. Yep. Why not? Yes, so, Julia, congratulations. Uh, you have won the question of the week. So for further information... The email address is uh, poxfordodcast at gmail.com. So P-O-X-F-O-R-D-O-D-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. And what about the prize? Are we going to hear what the prize is? The prize is, 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 is um, a complete surprise, Neil. Even I don't know what it is. At this oh, right. that's, yeah. that's down to Ian. Yeah. It's a, a, a COVID-19 vaccine. That would be good, wouldn't it? Yes. That would manufactured, be a, right. manufactured yeah. at the, the Oxford the School. Rights, the patent rights to the vaccine. Oh, my goodness <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, we know how to look after our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so congratulations to Julia. That's fantastic. Good yeah. questions. And, and, and also and thank you to the rest of you uh, for some interesting questions. And if you would like to ask us some questions to read out and answer on the podcast, um, please email them to uh, said email address. Thank you very much. Neil, what else do we have to add? Uh, the, the joke of the week. Do you have a joke? Well, I've got lots of jokes, but uh, they're very English. That's, I think this is a... Go ahead, Neil, go on. I'll try and think, think of... Well, my favourite joke is untranslatable. So mm. let's... Uh, in even uh, You need a video and so on. So let's go for my second favourite joke, which All is... Right. Um, uh, this guy was out hunting with his okay. friend and um, the friend had a heart attack and collapsed yeah. so the, the, the other man immediately phoned the emergency services and said I think my friend you know has died he's had a heart attack and the um, the operator said okay well the first thing to do is to check that he's dead so the, the hunter said okay then so he shot him twice with his shotgun <laughs> and then went back to the telephone and said he's dead <laughs> oh my god it's a, it's a bit macabre do you want something less no, I like that no I, li I prefer right. that <laughs> you like that kind of joke, I like that kind of stuff Neil alright dark, dark guy I am yeah no go ahead tell us another one maybe another something one. less macabre more, more, more Italian yeah. oh, more it <laughs> Italian I'm a uh, hey hey What's the other? Well, oh, Italian. No, things like, um, do you know the story about the three eggs? And the other one says, no. You say, wow, that's too bad. Too bad. Oh, okay. Geez. Yeah, I know. Well, they're leaving that one in. Yeah. And the other one is the three holes in the ground. Do you know that story? The three holes. No. In the no. It's 
Well, well, well. Ah. Ah, and it's oh. awful, isn't it? Oh. I, I, I kind of like that. <laughs> All right. Then. This, this is, if you can manage this one, I don't know how you can translate it for our viewers. Oh. A man goes into a butcher's mm. and says, I'd like a pound of bacon, please. And the butcher says, lean back. Oh. And so the guy says, all right, then. <laughs> and then he leans back and says, can I have a pound of bacon, please? And um, so we have to explain to our listeners, if they're still listening, <laughs> they're still listening. Stop, yeah, that lean back is a kind of bacon. You know, oh, it? my goodness. Back, really? The back of the pig. I like, I do. Actually, that's a good one. Fact. Yeah, and yet lean back can also mean. I think it's a lovely. I, I don't think you should explain it to them now. I think this can be homework. No? All right, uh, this can well, be. You can cut that out if you like, and they can write in and ask. Yeah, that's it. That's it. They can write in what they found out. <laughs> okay, I've got one for you, Neil. Okay. All right. All right then. <clears throat> Two aerials meet on a roof, fall in love, get married. The ceremony was rubbish, but the reception was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that was very good. Okay. <laughs> what about what about the one about um seafood? You know that one, Neil? I always use no. it in school. I always use it in school. No one gets it. Even the native speakers. Okay. Um, what is it? It's um Yeah, I'm on a I'm on a I'm on a I'm on a new diet. I'm on a seafood diet. And they go, Oh really? And you say, Yeah, seafood and eat it. <laughs> yeah, okay, I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> I can Not get that, that difficult, one. is it? Yeah. Not that difficult. No, no, no. Not too difficult. <laughs> a group of chess enthusiasts checked into a hotel and were standing in the lobby discussing their recent tournament victories. After about an hour, the manager came out of the office and asked them to disperse. But why, they asked, as they moved off. Because, he said, I can't stand chestnuts boasting in an open foyer. <laughs> That's gonna go way over the top. That's gonna go way over the top. What what do they call a man who jumps into a river in Paris? Insane. Insane. That's right. Oh. Insane. That's a very good one. I got it. So, okay, let's do, let's do one more, Neil. One more. Okay, all right, then. Then we got to end this disgrace. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Hang on. Let's let's. All right, Britain, Britain has invented a new missile. It's called the civil, the civil servant. It doesn't work and it can't be fired. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> nice. I don't think I've got anything else to say. Have you got any plans for Pasqueta then, Neil? What are you doing for the rest of the day? Uh, well, this afternoon I'm going to go for my five-kilometre walk. You're constitutional. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and this evening I'll be going to church. My wife likes to go to church. We do a thing called Lodi because there's yeah. no there's no mass, so we have the we sing Lodi. Uh -huh. And um, what else? I'll Lodi. Try to Lodi. Isn't that a song by like Credence Clearwater Revival? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds In like... this case, not actually. <laughs> the, the priest doesn't come on with an electric guitar, <laughs> but. Yeah. <laughs> there are similarities. <laughs> yeah. Good. All right, Neil. Okay, let's call it a day there then, matey. Okay, then. Thanks Have so much for your time. An hour, well, an hour and a half. That's okay. Tons. Yeah, so much. Tons. Gonna have to get it down. Soon. I know what I'm doing for the rest of the day. Yeah, I imagine so. <laughs> okay. I hope you enjoy your walk. Yeah, I will do. Enjoy yeah, church. Thank you very much.
Yeah. All right. Cheers, Neil. Thanks. I'll keep in touch. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. You too. Thank you.